Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades on five continents, culminated his ministry with a 21-year, book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called a life study. This life study is the basis of our program today, which includes short portions of the spoken messages given by Witness Lee. Now, let's join today's life study. All genuinely blood-washed, spirit-regenerated believers in Christ have become children of God, and we could never break this marvelous relationship in life with our Savior God. Yet in our experience, we all know that our fellowship with God can be broken. Unfortunately, this happens to us all too frequently, and we miss the fellowship with the Lord that we love. So the Apostle John helped us in a practical way in his first epistle to deal with this. This is Matt Miller with Francis Ball, and you'll want to hear today's life study of 1 John entitled, Conditions of the Divine Fellowship. Hi, Francis. Hi, Matt. It's very good to be with you again today. I'm glad you're here with me. Francis, today we've come to the sixth life study message from 1 John, And it's the first of three programs that we're going to cover on this important matter of the conditions of the divine fellowship. The fact that our fellowship with the Lord is based upon certain terms and conditions is vitally important. And I'd like to ask you to give our listeners an introduction to this very important subject. Well, Matt, this is a very important subject that affects all Christians And if they don't learn the conditions of maintaining fellowship with the Lord, they will live a defeated life. And this is not what we expect. This is not what we want, and that's not what we were ministering. We want to minister the uh, way to maintain and to recover our fellowship if it's ever lost. We realize that this does cause us a lot of trouble because we praise the Lord that there are multiple verses in the Bible, in the New Testament, particularly in John, and in all of Paul's writings, even that assure us that the life we received when we received regeneration is unbreakable and will last forever. I will never, never, never leave you or forsake you. But in our fellowship, that's quite another story. We realize that there's still something in us and something about us and our environment that causes us to lose the fellowship that we had with the Lord. It can happen in a sudden time. It can happen over a long period of time. But I hope from what we have in these three messages coming up that we will uh, learn the secret of maintaining fellowship with the Lord. This is so practical, Francis. I think we need at least three programs on this subject. And it's like you said, The fellowship can be broken in even the simplest way. Even one little offense, one little word to our wife, one little uh, comment to a coworker, and all of a sudden we lose the fellowship with the Lord. It's a very practical word that we're going to be covering in these next three programs. Very good. We're looking forward to this, and I hope you are also and would profit from this kind of fellowship so that we could maintain our genuine fellowship with the Lord and with one another. Francis, the verses related to the conditions of the divine fellowship in 1 John cover from chapter 1, verse 5, all the way to chapter 2, verse 11. That's 17 verses. 
It's too much for me to read all those during our program today, but I would encourage all of our listeners to go to their Bible and read these words from the Apostle John, from chapter 1, verse 5, all the way to chapter 2, verse 11, and read these words, since we will be on these verses, these same verses, for two more programs after today. It's good to be familiar with the Scripture as you follow along with us. So let's join Witness Lee for today's life study of 1 John, message number 6. Now, we come to the condition of the divine fellowship. And the condition means what? You must do certain obligation. You must be under the proper condition. Then you can enjoy the fellowship. This is very, very much revealed in the two chapters. The last part of chapter 1 and the first part of chapter 2. You see, for the divine life, nearly one or two verses. For the divine fellowship, the most, just five verses. Now, for the condition of the fellowship, through verse 11 in chapter 2. All together, close to 20 verses. So, the condition is a bigger problem as far as we are concerned. You see, the divine life and the divine fellowship are both on God's side. So, it is simple. But uh, the condition, the term, the obligation by which we can enjoy the fellowship is on our part. So, it is not so simple to remain in the fellowship, to maintain the fellowship without being broken. This is not so simple. Here, you have at least two conditions. And this first condition is mainly regarding the matter of sin, or the matter of sins. Sin and sins. Both of these two words are used. Sin referring to the singular sin, and sins referring to the uh, plural sin. Later on, we will uh, get on this. Uh, Sin and sins are a real problem to our enjoyment of the fellowship. So, First of all, the writer John spends so many verses to cover this one thing. This thing is very complicated. Francis, we'll come back later in the program and talk about this matter of sin and sins like Witness Lee promised. But let's talk about this complication that causes our fellowship with the Lord to be broken. And I enjoyed Witness Lee's term there. He said, on God's side, it's very simple. But on our side, it's real complicated. Well, the complication, Matt, comes in because of our tendency one of two ways. One, to think that all there is to our being in fellowship with the Lord is to have the divine life. Of course, that's basic. There is no fellowship with God without the divine life. Mm -hmm. But that is imparted into every believing sinner 
The minute he believes in Christ, the divine life enters into him and regenerates his spirit. But the fellowship depends a great deal on our side. That is, there is still remaining in us a thing called sin. I think we have to realize that there is such a thing that remains in us that is something really apart from us but in us and controlling us too much. Sin dwells in us. Even after we're saved, we have to point out the fact that the sin that's in us does not get eradicated. It will still do things, just like with Paul. He talked about this in his epistle, Romans chapter 7, where he talked about, it's not I that do it, but it's sin that dwells in me. So we have to realize that this thing called sin does dwell in us, and it does hinder our fellowship with the Lord. One little sin, one little thought even of sin, can sometimes destroy our fellowship with the Lord at that moment. So we need to see there's a way to get restored in our fellowship and maintain our fellowship more consistently. And these chapters in 1 John really are here to help us as believers to know how to maintain the fellowship. The life that we have is unbreakable. The fellowship, we have to admit, is very fragile, can be broken easily. I enjoyed how Witness Lee said on, uh, there's only two verses that talk about the divine life. That's 1 John chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. And there's only two more verses that talk about the divine fellowship, and that's verses 3 and 4. So the divine life, the divine fellowship, very simple. Mm-hmm. But then from chapter 1, verse 5, all the way through chapter 2, 11, is talking about the divine conditions, the yes. conditions to remain in the divine fellowship. And the first major condition is the matter of confessing of our sins. Yes. It's not only recognizing that there is a sin nature in us, but there are sinful acts that are committed by us that damage our fellowship, even cut off our fellowship. So we have to know how to deal with these matters, or we will remain with the life in us, the life of God in us, the divine life, but not the enjoyment of that divine life, because there are sins interrupting it. So we need to see how to handle these matters, how to meet those conditions, and what they are. And the first major condition is confessing our sins. Yes. And uh, that's what we're going to go to next as we go back to Witness Lee. So let's rejoin him as we get into this matter of the confession of our sins and, as he promised, more discussion on this matter of sin and sins. Here's Witness Lee. Most of the believers do know we have sin within us. It is in our flesh. Romans 7 says, What I want, I do not do. What I hate, I do. So what? So, it is not I that do it, but sin that dwells in my flesh. Here is something that is termed sin by the Bible. And this sin can dwell. You know, you don't say a chair dwells in your home. Do you say a desk dwells in your home? No, because these are lifeless things. Whatever can dwell, it must be organic. It must be something living. 
So the single sin in Romans 7 is personified. It is a person because it can dwell in us. You read Romans 7, you could see this sin even can kill us. Okay, the Bible uses another word in plural, that is sins. Sins are our outward evil doings, our offenses, our trespasses, our wrongdoings, our transgressions, and so forth. These are sins. You lie, it is a sin. And to steal, it is a sin. These are not the sin, the sin, the unique sin that dwells in our flesh. To steal, to lie, all these activities are sins, plural. After you have been saved, the first question is, do you still have sin in your nature? Yes, we still have it. Then the second question is that, could you sin again? Yes. So, here, John, in chapter 2, says, I write you these things that you would not sin. Yet, in case you sin, this indicates strongly that after being saved, we still could sin. We should not sin. But, there are many cases. So, even we have been saved and regenerated, and we are under transformation of the Holy Spirit, we still can sin. And we still do sin. Right? Okay. Now, what shall we do? Confession. You have to confess. Now, this confession of sin is the first condition of the divine fellowship. Okay, Francis, good point to stop, and Mm -hmm. uh, I'm glad you're here for this program because any believer who really has fellowship with the Lord has a lot of experience of what Witness Lee's talking about right here, this matter of confession of sins, and I'd like to ask you to make this word applicable from your experience, your many years of experience in fellowship with the Lord. Well, I'm very thankful that the life is given to us, the divine life, unconditionally, He promised if we believe in Christ, we take him as our Savior, he will enter into us and we will have eternal life and will never be taken away from us. But fellowship in that life is quite another matter. And there is sin still dwelling in our flesh. And when we're in the flesh, we will sin. And we need a way back into fellowship. According to my own experience, the first point is this confession. I find it necessary daily, sometimes many times a day, to confess my sin, my sins of thought, my sins of action, my sins of temper, things that rise up in me. I feel that I have to confess that to get restored to the fellowship with the Lord. And it also affects my fellowship with my fellow believers, and particularly, I would say, with my wife. I find even this morning... I had an experience that caused my temper to flare up, not in a fighting way, but kind of a self-justifying way. And I had to confess to her that my inner feeling was not so proper. 
so that restores my fellowship with the Lord and also with her. I feel we brothers, we have so much contact with one another in different ways. We will find that many times we have offended one another, and this has broken our fellowship between each other, which, of course, breaks our fellowship with the Lord. So we have to confess, not only confess to the Lord, but many times we have to confess to one another that we can have the fellowship restored between us and especially with the Lord. The Lord has made a way for us to confess sins because He is a sin offering, and He is a trespass offering. Our sin offering was offered for us once for all, but our trespasses continue, so we need a trespass offering that will restore us into the fellowship with a holy God. Praise the Lord, He has provided a way. The number one condition is confessing our sins. Matt, I feel like sometimes this is very hard because we're so stubborn and sin is so effective in us that things come out of us we never intended, we don't like, we're sorry for, but unless we confess them, we will have a hard time maintaining fellowship with the Lord. Fellowship depends on our confession of sins. Boy, Francis, I appreciate your uh, word of experience and the, the practical application of this matter of confession of sins. I I think the word uh, confess, it means to just admit. Mm-hmm. You're not trying to dig up a bunch of things that you did wrong, but you're just admitting the things that the Lord shines on you. The Lord exposes something, you just admit it. And it's like you use the word stubborn, that many times we're too stubborn. I, I was thinking of the word we're too proud. Mm-hmm. We're just too proud. I mean, you use the example with your wife and also with different brothers that we're with. Uh, it, it's easy to just not want to admit you were wrong because of your pride. You don't want to lose your face. Right. Yeah. That's right. Well, Francis, let's go on to the last portion with Witness Lee today. It's the last, but it's by far not the least. It's an important conclusion to today's radio program and And it's important to this whole point. I think all of the listeners will need it to put this whole message in a proper perspective. Here's Witness Lee for the conclusion of today's life study message. Now, the believer's relationship in life with God is unbreakable. Life relation is unbreakable. Once you have been regenerated, you are a child of God. You do have a relationship in life with your Father, the very God. And this life relationship is unbreakable. Yet, our fellowship with God is breakable. It's two things. The relationship is unbreakable. The fellowship is breakable. Don't get these two things mixed up. You have to separate the relationship from the fellowship and the fellowship from the relationship. Relationship is based upon life. This is something once for all. But fellowship is based upon condition. And the condition fluctuates just like weather. It fluctuates all the time. So, The relationship is unbreakable and the fellowship is breakable. The former, that is, the life relationship, is unconditional. There's no condition. It stays forever the same. 
But the latter, the fellowship, is conditional. It fluctuates. Francis, our program today is introducing the conditions of the divine fellowship that we'll be covering over the next two programs. So it's good to conclude today on a clear, clarifying word that a regenerated child of God has a relationship in life with God that is unbreakable. Yet our fellowship with God is breakable. I hope our listeners are getting this point because it's very important, and I'd ask you to give us the final words. Well, Matt, surely this is a very important word. Some people believe that because they have received the eternal life and they realize that this is eternal, that God will not call it back. He's given us eternal life, and we will never perish. But that doesn't say we will never fail. It doesn't say we'll never be out of fellowship. But it says we will never perish. But I praise the Lord that this matter of fellowship is brought to us our attention here in First John because this is our experience. We do have the experience of breaking fellowship with the Lord. And it's amazing, even a small little thought sometime will break the fellowship. But if we confess our sins, He is faithful and He is righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I think we have to realize that the cleansing of our sins is an ongoing thing because we are still going on too many times in sins. If we say, because we're believers, we do not sin, we're a liar, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God is faithful, and He is righteous. He's faithful because He is God and He is loving. He's righteous because the blood has been shed for our sins, and our confession can restore that fellowship again. So our sins will still remain with us as long as we're in this life, but we don't have to entertain them. We don't have to keep the sinning, but we just confess our sin, even forsake our sin, and confess it to the Lord, and our fellowship is restored. This is a marvelous provision that God has made for us, so clear here in 1 John, telling us that if we confess our sins, He's faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God wants to make us just like He is, so He gives this condition of our fellowship so that He can continue to grow in us. As we confess, we'll grow. If we deny it, We will just stay in a condition of not being forgiven in our consciousness, and also we will be weakened in our transforming experience. We will not experience the transforming God dwelling in us as the Spirit if we are not confessing our sins. If we're hiding our sins, we will suffer a loss. If we're confessing our sins, we'll be restored to fellowship. Francis, I really appreciate your word, and and, and you mentioned the ones who are confused because they say they have the life of God and they say they can't sin. Yet on the other hand, there's others who are confused at the other extreme who they realize that they still have sin, and because they constantly sin and they're losing the fellowship, they have gone to the other extreme to feel like they lost their relationship with God. Yet, you could never lose a relationship. We're here to tell you boldly today, you can never lose your relationship with God. That is eternal. It's 
your fellowship with God that was broken and needs to be restored. And we hope through listening to the program today, if for some reason you've lost that fellowship, you could turn your heart to the Lord right now, confess whatever sin it is the Lord's bringing to your consciousness, and be brought back into the sweet fellowship with Him. Francis, we've run out of time, but thanks for coming into the studio and doing this special program with me today. Thank you. I've been so happy to be here with you. And thank you for joining us. If you'd like to get any of the materials to follow up this message, you can call us at one 888 Life Study. That's 1-888-543-3788. On behalf of Francis Paul, this is Matt Miller. Thank you very much for listening today, and we hope you'll join us again as we continue this matter of the conditions of the divine fellowship. Throughout the centuries, the Lord has recovered many truths concerning His purpose and plan for humanity. The recovery version of the New Testament by Living Stream Ministry presents these crucial truths in a format that is easy to understand and study. This faithful translation of the original Greek text includes outlines of each book of the New Testament, over 9,000 footnotes, more than 13,000 cross-references, charts of important truths, and color maps. The New Testament recovery version from Living Stream Ministry is available at Christian bookstores everywhere. Or you can order by calling 1-888-543-3788. That's 1-888-543-3788. 